This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes! It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94, WIP. Yo! is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Freaking made it, man. Like, I have been like, honestly, this is the first time all offseason, maybe other than the Nola signing, where I felt like I could just freaking go for it with a yo. Because we are freaking back, dude. I watched the Phillies play yesterday, 14 13. Not gonna lie, little freaking, you know, terrifying to watch a 14 13, not 15 14 game against the Blue Jays. I'll just say that. But hey, we're back, buddy. It was awesome. I honestly, I've like really felt it yesterday. Like it felt like beautiful in my soul to see baseball again. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that I think uh, warms the heart, I guess, more <laughs> than spring training baseball. And, and I think for people who don't really care about baseball, they don't really get it. Um, but if you care about baseball, it, it's it's just hard to describe. Like you go through the whole winter. It's still pretty cold up here. But then you see the boys down in Florida and it's like, it just, it just warms you up a little bit, you know, and, you know, seeing them take the field, you know, they, they got the, they're wearing like their full jerseys, which I find interesting, you know, like they got the, the home whites on today for, mm-hmm. for a spring training game. I'm not used to that. Um, but it's, uh, it, it's, well, they might not have man. any other options. The f- fanatics has made this a whole thing. Maybe they're just I, don't know they got. I, I can't even tell who's on the mound today. It's so, it's so, it's so small. The, the, the font on the back of the jersey is so small. And yes, don't you worry. I am watching the game, uh, while recording this podcast. Good, good. Uh, in a perfect world, this podcast would have been done at least an hour ago. <laughs> this so is I my was, fault. It happens. You know, so yes. I was yeah. locked in. Um, but James, I, I have to be honest. Um, I have to be honest, and yes. I am I am doing my best. I'm doing my best not to do it. But I, oh, you're I, already. I know you are. I, you were sending me the Kingery text yesterday. I know it's like one game, and you're just like Scott Kingery breakout. Ah, yeah, I know, I know. I am. It's gonna be a month of this. A month of me being like, relax and you know, chill out. You're like, no. I am semi. I'm semi embarrassed, but I also uh, can't 
tied how I feel. Yeah. I uh, it did cross my mind at one point yesterday. Probably when he, he laid off a curveball in the dirt. That's all I really need at this point. Like <laughs> I don't I don't need the home run. I don't need the 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 roped ball in the third inning. I don't need the 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 second hit he had. Laying Which off. was a nice piece of hitting. That last hit was a nice piece. Like, just, just waited for it, popped it in the right, little bloop single, runner on base. Like, she was a good piece of hitting, you know? No, it's just, just baseball. <laughs> I I am embarrassed to admit that I did say to myself, why did we sign Whit Merrifield? <laughs> you said it to me, too. All right? like, we, that to you did, did, we, did we really need Whit is, <laughs> is the bigger question. Um I'm only half joking. He looks great yesterday. And I I have been doing my damnness to not think about Scott Kingery, but I'd be lying to you if I said I was not thinking about Scott Kingery pretty much right when I woke up this morning. It's all I want to talk about. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, I'm sure it's all people want to hear about. Honestly, I, the funny thing is, is like, and Kingery obviously had the best day of anyone. It was fun. But like... You tweeted, so I love when you get super nerdy with your baseball tweets, whether it's about, you know, mechanics or whatever. But uh, I don't know, like a week ago or whatever, you had a tweet, you know, quote tweeting a Johan Rojas video. And you're like, his swing path looks much cleaner. Bath path. Bath path. Yes. Same difference. Yes. And you know what it does? Like, I don't normally, like, that was my big takeaway from yesterday. Like, it really does look like his, his, path to the ball is so much cleaner and he's like barreling it up and it like looks like his path is like right in the zone when it's supposed to be and like that I know it you know the guy could have caught it and all that but like he smoked that ball like that like he and you know multiple hits but that one that double or whatever you're off the glove like he like that was like that that of uh, no, I know you're not. I know you're not reacting to spring training results. I'm not, I'm you not. are sickening. You are of sickening. Everything I saw yesterday, that was the thing that got me most excited. I was like, Johan, Johan. It wasn't. It wasn't Colby Allard's uh, new mechanics. That didn't <laughs> no, excite you because no, that. Not yet. Not yet. I, I did think for a second. I was like, when did they sign Drew Smiley? Um, <laughs> uh, I will say, not the greatest Nick Nelson outing at no, all. No, 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 no. Was that, no. I mean, it wasn't as bad as what the Phillies scoring 10 in, in one of the innings. Yeah, it was, it was a 10 spring, run inning. Well, like seven of them with two outs, too. It, it was spring training for everyone. It was spring <laughs> training for everyone yesterday, for sure. Um, not to blame Buzz, you know, our guy, Buzz Wilson. Well, um, we can do it. Yeah, why would yeah. we not? Um, yeah. You know, but speaking of spring training for everyone, you know, I there there are a few things in life that I look forward to um, more than when Fransky cracks the mic for the first time yeah. um, in in spring. And I obviously have the Odyssey app going, and I go to turn it on. I got to listen to half of O Canada and then Aww. all the national anthem. So I was. I had to wait two and a half minutes of just singing for the first Scott Fransky of the of the spring, and that first was, time, Buzz. First time. Yeah, Welcome I mean, act like you've been there before. Maybe Welcome time it out a little bit better. It's actually not his fault at all. I will but, say, if you're gonna have to listen, you may as well have at least gotten all of O Canada. O Canada. Like, yeah. what a song! What a song! <laughs> what a song! <laughs> what a song. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. It is. Hey, call it like you see it. You know, it's a good song. Um, so yeah, it was. It was just. It was great to see them back yesterday. Uh, obviously, like. I mean, fourteen to thirteen against the Blue Jays. You get. I mean, I was at that fifteen fourteen game, so obviously I'm gonna have flashbacks. But 
I am one of many Phillies fans who was sitting there in the ninth when it's 14, 13, being like, we're going to lose this 15, 14. And it's just going to be the single worst way that I could start the 2024 season to lose 15, 14 against the Blue Jays in this game. And they didn't, you know, so I, I really did. That was, well, I, I was so sure I was seeing 15, 14. Jack. It's funny that it's funny that you are like this, because if there was one person I expected to be like this, like I would expect it to be the camera tomorrow. I just know. talking about how like yes. the season's the season's cursed. It's a bad omen. Um, early. And it would have been. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. If they had started the season losing 15 to 14 to the Blue Jays, like that's just about as bad a start as you know. Yeah, my only my only gripe with yesterday is that uh, far too many scrubs I've never heard of coming I in. Know, late. So many, like the dudes hitting home run, like Croon or whatever. I've never heard of the guy. Well, he's, he's, uh, he's, we have an Aramis. I was so excited. I was like, "Is this Aramis Ramirez's?" Oh no, I not was. no. Yeah, but I know. I was like, "Hey, let's go, new Aramis Ramirez." We have an Aramis. Like Jack, I'm so with you. I was, I no, like I know it's spring training, but like for first game of the year, I was expecting to know like. A little bit more than I did. I'm very yeah. with you. Yeah. I, I was looking forward to some uh, some guys late, <laughs> uh, but I believe I, I think I think Mick Abel's pitching today. So um, he is. Apparently, it's uh, uh, I believe it's Nola then Abel is the oh, the is, plan. Is, I know. I know. This Let's is go. exciting. Let's this go. is exciting. I I live I live for every single spring training uh, storyline. So like. We'll get into a lot of it, but like the the JT spending the off season in this in the biomechanic lab Aww. couldn't be more all in. <laughs> I believe I, I feel like Johan Rojas had to have been in there as well. Um, based off Kingery's swings yesterday, Kingery had to be in there too. And then like the Griff McGarry new mechanics, like uh, the the Mick Abel new mechanics. There is there is just there there is nothing in the world. I believe. That fills you with more hope than spring training storylines. So like, well, it's it's the greatest. Yeah. So uh, we joked about it before, but if you're new to the pod, welcome. Super happy to have you. Uh, you'll see that this will be a theme throughout the season is Jack getting very excited about spring training stuff and me kind of tampening him down and all that. But, but I say this every year as someone who is very and proven correct let, let me say uh, does not overreact to spring training stuff new mechanics buddy i'm in i'm yep. sorry I, well, i'm right about- there with it give me new command new new mechanics uh, uh he's on the other side of the rubber or he figured something out like in the swing like i like all in on that stuff well all but in. i will say the biomechanic lab that is a new one that I have to, that I'm currently oh, yeah. working my way through. Like, this is the first time I've really had to deal with it, you know, because now the Phillies are not stuck in the, in the, in the yeah. dark ages. So it's going to be a learning process here. It's going to be how excited should I get about the biomechanics lab when we see mm-hmm. JT mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. new swing? Like, mm-hmm. are they all just going to become, uh, guys that don't chase and only look to do damage in the zone? Like, I can't, I can't wait. I think the thing that I love the most about spring training. I can't wait to see everything they worked on in the offseason uh-huh. coming to fruition. That's all I care about. That's all I care about. And like it's it's again, it's the most hope filled time. <laughs> you, of the year. you are hilarious. I love it's it. It's the best, dude. It, there, there is, 
there is nothing better in the entire world than the first couple of spring training games. Like you can have your little World yeah. Series runs and all that, yeah. but but you want to talk this about this is what really matters. Here. This is this is the good stuff. This, yeah. is, this yeah. is what separates the men from the boys. That's what it is. It's mm-hmm. like oh you oh you're just gonna tune in for opening day. Cute. Well, I already know what's going on with the team. You know, I already, I already, yeah. I, I already I mean, have like, my breakout. Yeah, who would have known that Junior Marte would play like a very minor role in last season? If you hadn't watched spring training, you knew it right away. You're like, yeah. Junior Marte, and it's like he would big deal, somewhat contribute to the season. So that was a pretty big thing, you know. It's good. Yeah, well, that's why we're here, buddy. That's I'm so fired. I'm so ready, dude. I'm so excited. You're going to spring training? What, like a week or so? You're going yeah. two two weeks. So it's gonna March seventh. Awesome. March seventh. Yeah. It's right. going to be absolutely beautiful. Um, let's dive in uh, <laughs> quickly before we get to you know. More important stuff. I'm sorry, Jack. Uh, anything outside of Kingery that you like re- legitimately want to react to that you saw yesterday before we move on to other stuff? But like, was there anything you saw yesterday? I mean, they did. They played and it was fun. Was there yeah, anything they- legitimate yesterday outside of just the fun of it being back and Kingery that, that and Johan that got you kind of like, ooh, like somewhere just like, ooh, one of those? Well, it was like, it, unfortunately for me, they, they pitched like most of the scrubs that won't be on the roster. I know. I know. Um, which was, it felt like a personal attack. Uh, I think it was. I think it was. I mean, they very uh, easily could have just pitched the good guys yesterday and put scrubs today, like, and and they didn't. And I, they had to have thought of you. I mean, it might not have been because of you, but there's no way they didn't think of you when they decided to do that. You yeah, know? Well, I mean, it does probably make sense. You know, keep the good guys for the for the home opener rather than yes, the, yes. the game in Dunedin yes. um, against the but, Yankees. The whole thing. Oh, it's, it's a rivalry. It's a rivalry game. Of you know, it matters it a lot. I mean, we're right next to each other. I mean, they're like basically like crosstown rivals essentially when it comes to Grapefruit League baseball. Exactly right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like, the Ro- Rojas, I mean, he did strike out on a slider, which I didn't love. No, um, no, we're not talking about that, Jack. Right, that doesn't talking matter. talking about him roping balls that almost got caught but didn't and ended yep. up being an RBI double. That's what I'm talking about, okay? Good. I'm, I'm yeah. proud of you. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, Maryfield got a nice hit the opposite way. That was good to see. Um, but it, once again, did we really need him with, with Scott? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I need I, – there. I just – I nothing I think would make me happier than a nice, like – a revival of Scotty Jetpacks. Well, like, the funniest part would be that the revival would happen right after we stopped paying him a bunch of money. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's just the the easily the most hilarious way for it to happen is like you pay off the contract, the whole thing, useless. Then it's like, oh, now he gives you something. It would just be so funny. Like it really is perfect. Dude, him having ni- <laughs> him having nineteen homers in like in twenty nineteen is. I think it's a race from my memory. Like he, because he had the one month where you just go. He had the month. He had the month. It was it was legitimately the Dom Brown month. It was. Yeah, it's not quite the same level. Like the Dom month, you know, was was you know he became an all star because of it. But yeah, special. Same idea. Special. Um, and real quick takeaways from the uh from the spring training game currently going on right now. Oh, look at you. I know. No, I can't help it. I can't help it. Uh, Nola is dotting the fastballer uh, just dotting the fastball early it is it is a sight to see watching well, goals right now we're gonna do a bowl predictions pod at some point along the way and i'll just say i've got an aaron nola bowl prediction i'm just saying it i've mentioned yeah. this multiple times like i i'm i'm just gonna say i'm very 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 in on aaron nola this year like that's one of my things this year is i'm expecting big things from aaron nola just saying 
I mean, through the first inning and three pitches. <laughs> Lock it in! <laughs> Might have a better year than Zach Wheeler. Might have a better year than Zach Wheeler. God, I need, I need to see Spencer Turnbull. It's just, again, like you, you crapping on spring training stuff is, you are, you are, you are almost I, like a. Uh, hold up, hold up. I'm crap, I'm not crapping on the excitement of baseball being back in spring training. I'm crapping on taking anything meaningful away from it that's projecting for the season. Come that on, is man. All. Nola just dotted a fastball up in the zone. Like, like, like he, he wasn't able to do that a lot last year. He's going to go down with a changeup or a curveball right here and get a strikeout. Like, it's uh-huh. just, it just, it just matters so much. And I, and it, <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't I, at all. I'm with it. No, I think I should have learned my lesson with Pavetta throwing 99. Yeah, against every Cardinals. year, like every year, you could learn your lesson. See ya. Year. This happens every year. The history of this podcast, there are very few things. Ah, there are a lot of things that have been the same. But there are very few things that have been exactly the same every year. And every year we get on here and you do your thing. And every year I'm like, man, chill out. And I am proven right every year. <laughs> so I'm okay with it. But what about what about the sense of feeling alive, James? Have you have you thought about uh, that? It's fun. Right? I'm not hating on it. I'm just not taking it as seriously uh, as you, dude. I will say, I will say, Pavetta <laughs> against the Cardinals. Uh, like, I don't outside of his outside of his complete game against the Reds. I don't know if I felt pure joy from a sporting <laughs> event in my life. Like, you, like yeah, I know not, people not the bedlam at the bank or Super any of these Bowl. things. You're in the the Reese home or like any of these moments you were there in the building. No, 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 no. Good point. Good no, point. I, I mean the Nola Boston star has to be up there. Obviously. Nola Boston. Yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> Back in the yeah. in- infancy of this podcast, <laughs> when, right. when no one listened to it or cared. No, there no. was a lot of dynamite stuff. A lot of bad takes. I'll 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 own up to that. A lot of bad takes. Yeah. A lot of bad takes. I we, never had any. Heating up in the take yeah. game in the last uh, last little bit. But, that's right. Um, that's enough about spring training for right now. But I will. <laughs> if you see me combust on the screen, well, what else are we going to talk about? Do we have other stuff to talk about besides spring training? Or no? no. Well, I mean, yeah, there's, there's stuff to talk no, about. Of I'm joking. I'm joking. All right, so let's let's talk about some stuff. Bellinger's not going to be a Philly. Uh, Never really expected that one. I, w- I thought the Montgomery Snell thing was way more possible than the Bellinger thing. But thoughts on Bellinger going to Chicago. And then thoughts on, like, look, it's it's about to be March. And Montgomery and Snell are both still out there. Both. I know Montgomery's been connected to the Phillies more, it seems like, as this has played out and stuff. But, like, both those guys are freaking sitting there. Like, they're not getting what they want. There is opportunity there. Like, where are you at on the whole kind of what's still out there thing? Yeah, so I, I mean, it did make me more hopeful about signing Jordan Montgomery, um, and it seems like it seems like Boris is now in the mindset of like, I gotta get these guys in camp. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get as much as we can, but he's definitely he's taking opt outs after year one, year two, whatever. He'll mm-hmm. take every opt out he, he can at this point. Uh, I would be shocked if Bellinger plays on that contract. You know, oh, like, for yeah. all three I mean, if years. he plays well, unless he stinks again, if he revert, that's why they, you know. Because he literally has gone from being an MVP to being like cut, so the the it's a pretty wide range of sway of uh, outcomes for Bellinger. But I agree, I'd be shocked um, if he plays anything close to last year. He will opt out. Yeah, hundred percent. So and, and and I think that's like a perfect world for for where the Phillies are at right now. Like Big if if you can Big sign Jordan Montgomery for one year, <laughs> and and you have him for a year, it should not affect how it, you approach Wheeler. 
Um, because I think if they sign him now, it doesn't affect. Well, Wheeler's tax. already signed for this year, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Wheeler would be for next year anyway. There's no new money. Essentially. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, and it, it allows them. And even either way, if you're signing Montgomery for this year, you're going over that next number anyway, and it wouldn't really, or you're close to it. I would most likely. What? Well, but I was going to say, like, they could get off Taiwan still. So. Uh, sure. Sure. Yeah. So you are, um, you are you are the king of all off season, but maybe they could get off Taiwan. <laughs> I I'm just saying I'm pretty confident that how it's viewed how that contract is viewed around the league is not how it's viewed here in. Oh, well, I agree with that too. I, honestly, I don't view it that way myself. Like uh, again, it might not seem exciting, but like the numbers he gave you last year are pretty close to what. 18 million a year is like as much as it's like uncomfortable to think that way about baseball it's like absurdity but like the innings and the the numbers he gave you it's like close like i i don't know what i haven't looked at the war and the value and all that but i would guess he was probably like not that far off value wise from what he costs you know yeah it's it's the ultimate like having to sit there and watch it <laughs> was, totally. Was, well, it's the brutal. innings eater thing. It's like the it's like the innings eater thing when you actually watch it. It's like where it's like this is valuable. Like like Jim Salisbury says it this way, and I love it. It's like innings are valuable. Like he just says it. Like it's like and it's right. It's like innings are freaking valuable in baseball. They are. And like what Taiwan Walker gives you is freaking valuable. It's just when you watch it every fifth day, it's like what? Like how is this guy making this much money? But in reality, just if you're really like. Just, you know, dollars and cents spreadsheet wise, like, you know, it's not that bad a contract. No, I will say um, I've obviously been down on Taiwan. There's definitely a chance that he, he bounces back and has a pretty no good doubt. year. Two years um, ago, he was good. Like if they got the guy two years ago, we all would have been like, this is sweet. All right. And, like, uh, and I guess uh, I think I think Alex. I think Alex Coffey wrote about how he's been working on uh, getting the velocity up and, and not starting games slow because it, it was, I mean, of all the bits that the Phillies do every year, the, the, the Tywin Walker getting rocked in the first three innings and then ending up in the sixth with the same exact score. With it six to four. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. an underrated all time. It was, you're scores. right. It was under, well, it's because there were so many bits and I told you yesterday I was watching uh 2023 playoff highlights and then I ended up following and just going to 2022 last night after the game because i was all phillies up but like i forgot just how many bits the team had like Mm -hmm. i'm watching like the highlights and it's like marlins braves and then it's like nlcs and it's like schwarber bombs and i'm like i totally forgot about that like what a bit like just shuts up until the forgot it like we we never forget about the schwarber sucks till june bit but we forget about the schwarber sucks until the nlcs and then hits like eight homers like it's it's just there's so many bits with this team no it's the best it's the best i couldn't stop thinking about as i was watching that like all the bits that were playing out yeah, so I have a couple thoughts on the on the, on the playoff run last year because uh, we haven't dis- discussed it enough. I do I, I, too, I, actually. So good, good. No, I just it was the greatest thing. Like when they went up two zero against the Diamondbacks, like you couldn't have told me anything. Like I and nothing game, dude. It was like it, it it felt as destined as any moment ever has. Right, they went up two nothing or two zero in the series, and. I, I even like watching it and bringing back the memories. I was like, dude, these guys, the regular season doesn't matter. They just win. Like they're just yep. winners. And um, it sucks that how it ended is, is how it ended. But, um, and speaking of Schwarber, a strikeout, but, but <laughs> there, there was a, there was like an article, I think Zalecki wrote about um, 
Like they think he can bat like two fifty again, and I was like, I, I don't know where that. I mean, sure, two fifty would be insane. Like I would, I would honestly, I, I'm sure you would too. I would sign on the dotted line for two twenty right now. I'd be like, really? Hell yeah! Kyle Schwarber batting two twenty is a a outstanding baseball player. Please, two fifty. Come on, like two fifty is winning the MVP. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um. So uh, he'll have like a 900 on base percentage. I mean, excuse me, a 900. He'll have like a, a 420 on base percentage if he bats 250. I know, I know. So uh, back to Montgomery though. Like I, the 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 Bellinger contract did make me feel more that Montgomery's still on the table. Now I do know. Uh, I guess. I think Lauber talked to Middleton, and he basically said... Oh, okay, I thought you were about to say, like, when you said, I do know, I was like, ooh, Jackie Sources, you're about to no, say no, something no. that you know that other... The way you said it was like, I do know, I've heard something, you know, it just sounded like that. Anyway, well, they've made, uh, they made an offer, but I don't, uh, like... Um, I'm sure they've been in touch the whole time. So, but but Lauber talked to Middleton, and Middleton basically was advised by... Dabrowski, like, save the money for the deadline. And I don't think that's Yeah, we saw the quote, the, the save the... I had never heard it called the powder before. It's, I, I don't know if I love that, the save the powder, but mm-hmm. yes. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's obviously on the table. But if you have a chance to just from day one be like, all right, I'll go add Jordan Montgomery to the team, I think you just still take the chance to add Jordan Montgomery. Um, I, I still think it would require – like, I only really want to do it if I know I can get off Tom Walker because I am – I am worried about the next the next part of the tax because of because of losing ten spots in the draft, and I know that no one else cares about that besides like five people and me. Yeah, I but I don't. I, I don't love losing five spots in the no. draft. No. But it, it just makes them it makes them just that much more dangerous. And um, adding Jordan Montgomery, and then that lets a deadline pretty much just be: do we need to go get a closer or not? Um, you know, it, do we they, need an extra bench bat? You know, and they well, win. They should. Yeah, they should. I mean, the, no, I mean, like the uh, if you were like if we're really talking about the deadline, if you want to make this team perfect, like some pop off the bench wouldn't hurt. Like they don't have pop off the bench, and that is something you could say is a reasonable thing to add. Like if we could replace Jake Cave with someone at the debt, like you know Adam Duvall or whatever, someone who like I actually feel much more comfortable with in a spot, hitting me a home run or whatever. Um, you know, regardless though, I, dude, I'm totally with you, and and I it, the whole thing is you're talking there about Montgomery and. the potential for it and all that. Like I just keep coming back to something that we have talked about all off season and at the end of the season and even during the season last year, but like we've talked about this so much, but like they're like right in the heart of a window. Like this is not like beginning of a window. And we're like, we are in the, like we always talk about athletes, like prime years, like they're in the prime of their career. We are in the prime of this window of the Bryce Harper window, the Trey Turner, Zachary, all these guys, like, like it's now. Like it's it's all right now. They're all late twenties, early thirties. Like, go time. Like it's freaking now. You don't sign all these guys, give them all this money and all that to not like go for it right now. Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, all these guys will never be more equipped and more ready to win you a championship than the next two to three years because it is what it is, right? They're gonna decline most likely. Like, so like this is it now. And we've talked about this a ton, but like that's why you sign a Jordan Montgomery if it happens. That's why if Blake Snell's sitting there and he's one year, 20 million, like, sure, why not? Like, that's like, it's, it, you're in the moment right now. And you are going to, no matter how smart they can be, and I think they can be. And, you know, when Aiden Miller's the best player in baseball, that's going to solve a lot of roster issues for you and know, all that stuff. But, like, the reality is we are going to have Trey Turner 
at 30 million a year or whatever at the age of 37, 38, 39. We're going to have Bryce Harper potentially into his 40s for those type of numbers and all that. Like, that is a reality. And they can play around that. They can still win and stuff like that. But in terms of like, you have these contracts in the books, the best value you are getting for this, these massive all time contracts in terms of the length and all that is right freaking now. You do everything you can to maximize winning right freaking now. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I believe you're not counting for pop off the bench. You were not talking about could be Weston Wilson or Derek Hall. Bro, you know how much I love Weston Wilson and how anyone who comes up in their first game and has that type of thing, I'm always going to be connected to. You know me. Like, I still love Luke Williams. Like, sorry. It is oh, what it is. Oh, but he's a Brave, so you love the Braves. I, he was, well, he was no, also a Marlin, no, so you no. love that. I love, yeah, yeah, I love Luke Williams' family. I should rephrase. Uh, but, you know, I'm always on Wes Wilson. Like, that's my guy. Gave me a moment of, of, of a, a, a sports, our family, our life moment. I'll, I'll never forget it. Thank you, yeah. Mike. Thank you. I said Mike, too. Both of them together. Lorenzen and, and Wes Wilson gave us a moment. I appreciate yeah. them. Um, hey, maybe they can get, like, Dylan Cousins, too. Hey, maybe he could hit a, a, hey, some pop-up right. event. You know what? Yeah. Oh, Dylan Cousins. Excuse me. I'm th- I, you know where my mind went? I'm like so ready to defend Dylan Covey to people right now. You said Dylan Cousins, and I'm like, see, before you said pop up bench, I'm like, hey, you know what? We're not slandering Dylan Covey on this podcast. Like, he was good last year. I don't care what anyone says. Who's better? Who's the better Covey? Dylan Covey or Britton Covey? That's a great question. Uh, Probably still Britton, but like, I don't know. I mean, for, for all we did with Dylan Covey last year, it was one of those things where like disaster that it was like, you know what? Like, honestly, can't do much better for your mop-up guy. Your down eight one, bring him in guy. Like he was good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't hate Dylan Cove. That's perfectly fine. He's he's perfectly fine <laughs> to the point where when you bring it up Dylan Cousins, I immediately just think you're talking about yeah, Dylan. You, Covey. you couldn't wait to rant about fair, how great Dylan Cove is. To be fair. Dylan Cove more relevant than Dylan Cousins to to our current spot, but yes, most people would say that. Most people would say. That. <laughs> um, the interesting is, is part is cousin still a giant. Is he a giant? I don't know where he is. I do not believe he's. I think he's a football player. I think. He went, uh, oh, yes, 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 yes. I forgot. I tried to be or whatever. Yes. Uh, Christian Pache with a nice little, uh, nice little hit. That's hey, that's I, a guy I forgot you forget about. You I think know? everyone's forgotten about. Like Christian yeah. Pache was like our guy until he got hurt, and then and Johan Rojas had to come up. Yeah. Um, like he was the first. Oh he was a top ten prospect in the sport. Like this, this like. Talk about pedigree. The guy had it. I know. I know. So uh, we'll see how he factors into it's obviously everything, everything with the team. I don't think he has options. So, um, but either way, we'll see. But, um, you know, it was so funny because obviously last week, the beginning of last week was a lot of the uh, Harper extension stuff, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um Big advice, like I would stop talking about the extension, and if it happens, it happens. Just let it go away. I totally just, agree with you, just, dude. I totally just agree. let it go away. Just let it go away. I still can't believe JK's on this team, but um, I can't either. Like I, <laughs> uh, if you could said, "Are you get to pick one person who definitely won't be on the Phillies next year?" I probably would pick JK. Anyway, go ahead. Um, but it was so funny because the discussion was like, "Oh my god, well, all these older contracts, like whatever." It's like. I just I, I I don't buy into the theory of oh my god they're gonna suck in like eight years just because after Rollins and Utley and those guys got old they sucked for a decade because they couldn't draft and they couldn't develop and they couldn't uh they weren't spending money and they kind of just were like ten years behind everyone else in baseball doesn't mean like the Phillies are gonna fall off a cliff when they're just pretty much paying an older Trey and, and an older Bryce like. 
it, it doesn't automatically mean they're going to stink. You have to be, you have to have your your player development in a good spot. You have to have your drafting in a good spot. Um, but like, I I think there was a lot. There was a little bit too much doomsday of everything's going to suck ten years from now. I just don't think that. Like, I like who knows who they're able to draft. No, who, I'm who with knows? you. Who, totally. who they can sign in, in, in the inter- international market. Like, Again, that's why that's why I said it that way before when I was joking about that, but that's why I was like, when Aiden Miller's the best player in baseball, won't worry, but it's like, we love Aiden Miller, but it's like, all it takes is is hitting on a prospect, all it takes is a couple moves, and like, it doesn't matter. You can win. Like, I don't think Bryce Harper is going to stink, at, assuming he's healthy. I don't think he's going to stink at 38. I just don't think he's going to be worth $25 million. You know, like, I, I think it's a really good point. Like, don't assume that the future of the Phillies is barren because they have these numbers on the books, especially because the by the time that comes around, the the cab luxury tax, whatever you're gonna call it, is gonna be way higher. Like that 25 million or 27 million or whatever Turner is like that or Nola or whatever, these numbers are gonna be so much less. I mean Harper already is from the time Harper signed his contract to now in terms of a that's why this is happening. That's why he's talking about an extension. It's because he's looking at it, it's like oh that guy's making 40, that guy's making 70, that guy's making 35, I'm making 25. Like, so as time goes on, that's only going to increase more where the percentage of the the pie, so to speak, is smaller and smaller on a year-to-year basis. But again, that doesn't change the point I said before where it's still you're in a window now and you and you commit to that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and especially if you, if you can do the Bellinger-ish type deal with an opt-out after year one. Totally. It, is, it just lays it out perfectly because, okay, he can leave or he's really good and you resign him. Plus, you know, you have Painter coming back. You know, next year and next year, if you go into, into it, just the gives season, you optionality to go like with a hinky phrase. It gives you so many ways to you know maneuver. And he opts in. It go and and given, I think they're going to resign Wheeler no matter what. So okay. Wheeler, Nola, Montgomery, Ranger, Painter is <laughs> with I mean, like that's Sanchez like with Sanchez. I mean, that's like. Dude. Dude, I was I was I was putting together I was putting together my uh, my Fritz list yesterday um, because uh, someone DM me asking early for early for the Fritz oh, list, so I figured yes, I would I would have to person. look I have to look at it real quick and 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 put together. Yeah, some guys my, my draft is like a month from now, so make sure we're we're all over yes. that. Yeah. Um, dude, like Chris Sanchez was ranked ahead of Walker Bueller on one site that I love that I like really value. Oh. And Does that have to do with coming back from injuries? So with Bueller, I mean, because yeah. Walker Bueller is clearly, but still, I mean, that's that's a wild thing. But it was <laughs> like he was, concept. He was ahead of a lot of guys. I was like, man, really? <laughs> like, did I? And I think I always do this. And I think you know, we I think we were guilty of this a lot with the Wheeler Cy Young stuff from a couple years ago, where we're almost so close to it that you you don't realize how good they are. Totally. Like, I say this all the time, dude. I always say like we're myopic with our Philly sports because we focus so in on it that I bring this up with the pitching staff a lot where it's like the fifth starter thing. Even with Taiwan, where we were just talking about with like the value that he brings, like look at the fifth starters for most teams in baseball. Like, you know who sucks? The fucking pirate. Oh, I curse. Oh, Damn man, it. That was a the pirates fifth starter st- stinks. Like whoever's this, like most fifth starters stink. <laughs> and we just focus so much on ours. All right. I'm bad. Job. I'll, I'll wow. That was like, that was a blatant. Did not expect the, uh, yeah. the, 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 I'm excited. <laughs> all right. No, it's good. But yeah. And it's, it's funny because every time I put something out about the Phillies, that's, that's positive. Uh, it's always like, well, pitching sucks or whatever sucks. It's like they have a top five rotation, a top five bullpen and a top five lineup. Like they, are they, are they 
great at any of those spots. Like, I think lineup wise is pretty great. Ah, oh, good play. Just kidding. Um, like, is lineup wise, lineup wise probably the closest to great? Is the rotation great, great? No, but like by but it's really good. Wise, it's really good, and, and the bullpen, also compared to the rest of the league. Like if you look at Fangraphs, see this, whatever you want to choose as you're like, I'm gonna get excited for the season and read stuff. Like the Phillies are a top three rotation. Like basically anywhere you look are considered considered. Obviously, it plays out whatever, but they are like ranked as a top three rotation wherever you look. Fangraphs has them as number two. They were number one until Kershaw came back to the Dodgers. Like like. Whatever, like we get myopic, and I think a lot of times people in the city are like, oh, you overrate him, this and that. It's like, no, look at the rest of the league. Like, the Phillies rotation is legit, legit. You know, like it is. And then you have Montgomery, it'd be the best. It'd be the best. They would have the best, be the best rotation. It would, be, it would be 11 all over again, except yeah. like that 11 rotation was obviously special, but like Oswald was on almost his last leg. Almost. Um, he just wasn't Oswald. Like he was, I mean, uh, Christopher Sanchez last year was better than freaking Oswald was. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I I just Jordan Montgomery and I remember watching at South Carolina. I remember um, when he first came up with the Yankees. He wore forty seven. He's like, a gamer, dude. Like we saw it last he, year in the playoffs. We saw it before with the like the dude's just a gamer. Like he's just one of those dudes who like he's gonna show up. He's gonna show up. He just reminded me of. He reminded me of Pettit. Like like a, a competitive. What like, a good comp. Like no like unfair to compare anyone to Pettit in the playoffs, but like even Vi- like the way he uh, obviously lefty too, but the way he goes about his business, he does feel Pettit. Like that's kind of an, a good comp. And you have, you head into the postseason with Wheeler, who's already has a ridiculous resume. Nola more hit or miss. Um, it's still good. Like Nola still got like a three something career postseason or ERA. Like he's still solid, good postseason pitcher, you know? And then Ranger and Montgomery. I mean, like that's a, like those are three out of four, Pretty proven postseason guys, and one guy who has a chance to be dominant um, as well. So pretty postseason too. I mean, Rangers great in the postseason. No, I know that's what I'm saying. I think Noel's oh, actually. You're, you're bigger. saying Noel? I got it. Okay, my bad. My bad. Yep. Yeah, I think Noel's actually a bigger question mark in the postseason. Great. No, he is. You're right. Good point. My bad. <laughs> no, you're totally right. Good point. So um, yeah, it would be exciting. It would be exciting, and we'll we'll see if anything happens. I know he said we're not going to spend till the trade deadline, but I just still believe that if there's a chance to add a guy. I think they'll take that chance. So uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm so with you. And look, I think like you want to keep it up in the trade deadline, but like first and foremost, signing Montgomery down doesn't mean you can't still do things at the trade deadline. Maybe it's like not as big or whatever. And even then you could do whatever you want. Like ultimately, like, yes, there are luxury tax thresholds, but it's not a salary cap. Like they can do what they need to do if they feel they need to do it. And if they get an opportunity to get a guy like Montgomery at a, at a, value and a short-term value like i think i'm so with you i don't i do not think that the we want to wait till the deadline would prohibit them from doing something they believe like especially because like it is what it is you like yeah you could trade for someone like montgomery at the deadline or you could have the guy for the whole season you could not give up prospects for him like there's so many you know and it's all about the market but i'm so with you um all right uh what else you got feels like take bag time (laughs) yeah uh because it's funny there's been so much we've uh uncovered on the spot i know uh and it's like 37 minutes and i feel like i feel like this take bag could take 25 minutes i'm just oh, letting great. you know oh god <laughs> i thought this would be like a 40 minute pod total but no worries let's go the okay. the rojas the rojas bad path thing is real it, lo- it looked uh, more clean my only <laughs> thing better you had to bring it back I know, okay i know my, but to, to finalize my point Good. is that everyone needed that 
My only concern with spring training stuff is that if it doesn't work, do they go back and revert to their to what they've always done? So while I'm excited, and while the the the, the hit was great yesterday, he did also swing and miss on some sliders early, which we don't love. There's some word in the dirt, which you know we would like to get that locked in. Um, but the bat path very exciting. Uh, one thing that's not exciting, James. Uh-oh. And I'm curious how you feel about this. You are an old soul. You um, you are someone who. Actually, uh, just old, too. Just no, old, just but old, I believe yeah. you are resistant to change. You don't love everything becoming so modernized. Yes, like me and all other human beings. Yes, resistant to change. Yes. Well, but you also don't like you don't like everything being modernized, either, like movies, right? Like, 90s movies are better than movies today. Cause, like, so the it's stupid not the graphic. modernization. It's, yes, partially the CGI is not as good, and also, like, the superhero-ification of movies and all that. But it's not because it's strictly because it's new. It's not like, a, oh, it was better in my day. But yes, I do. For the most part, I Would will you not just argue go that. along yes. with the yes, plan for I'm one going second. Along. I'm going along. Let's go. What do you got? I I like the out of town scoreboard the way that it was. I did and too. I hated that they did this. I'm yes. with you. Thank you. It's and too then, digital. I know I'm going supposed to, but it's too it's supposed digital. to feel a certain way. Like it's baseball. It's like Wrigley. It's like Fenway. Like I, if it were up to me, like I'd rather still have the guy back there taking the cards out and sticking them in. Yes. Like there's certain things. I'm with you. Like I am, yes, averse to change like everyone, but also like I understand that change needs to happen. There are certain things that are just perfect. Like it's just perfect and you don't need to change it. Real quick off of that. I think we talked, we've hundred percent talked about it, but I'm just, I'm just very curious. Like <laughs> will we, well, me, may, yeah, hopefully. I'll probably a, be well, Yes, yes, it's good. Maybe a longer life. Uh, <laughs> Technology, buddy. There we go. Will you will you see a different ballpark besides Citizens Bank Park in your life, or do you we think have, that we have talked about this? I think yes, I do. I Ultimately, just, I don't want that. I'm, I'm, dude. I am right there with you. I want, I want in a hundred years when they change every ballpark and they'll be like the three oldest ballparks: Wrigley, Fenway, and Citizens Bank Park. Like I'm with you. I want it to be that. I think it's cool enough. I think it's well built enough. I think it, it, it is timeless and classic enough. Like Camden Yards, same way. Like I think mm-hmm. that could last forever. Um, I just, you know, I just if I had to bet in like 20, 30 years, like with the money involved, with the politics involved, with the mm-hmm. city, the whole thing that's involved, like. I just think someone's going to be like, "Hey, let's make some money and build a stadium." You know, would be my guess. The only, uh, the only thing I will accept a new stadium location is if they can do it on Penn's Landing or totally. somewhere, I, which is the dream. It's, I the, mean, it's the ultimate dream. I mean, it, it is like, and I understand like the Chinatown thing and this and that. And I understand the the all kinds of issues. Just forgetting any specific issues Correct. with specific states, just on a holistic level. There's nothing cooler than a baseball stadium in a city. Like there just isn't. Like to well, be able to and, walk and on a river on top of it. on a river like PNC, like PNC Park, like is not overrated. It's beautiful. It's awesome to watch a baseball game there, and that's not even you know half the city that Philadelphia is. But being right on the water with the bridges and the city right behind you, like like it just kicks ass, man. Like it's just a fun way to watch baseball. So I- I'm right there with you. I would I would love it. I just I don't expect. Plus, we call it Harper's Cove. I mean, it's just. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm really just thinking about Walker at this point. You know, like, I, 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 I want I Walker it. to experience, you know, a, a, a ballpark downtown. Uh-huh. Um, but final thought on that before I move on. It, to your many just, other thoughts, yes. There's yes. a lot of thoughts. I just, I think Citizens Bank Park is just 
perfect. Like, I, I think it is a perfect, like, it's loud. It, I, the way it's built was with Dave Montgomery's vision, like, even down to the where, to where if you hit it off the wall at this current point. Yeah, it bounces probably, a certain way and all that. Yeah. You can get it inside so the park it. home run. Like, it, it's well, just and a it also, perfect it has, it has, like, a, you know, like there are just certain sports stadiums or just music venues, whatever that you walk into, and there's no life. Like you could just feel it where it just feels like this is a space that was built to house events. And then there are places that you walk into and say, like, this is where the Phillies play. Like this is like a, a home. Like it has a, a, a vibe and a life to it. And then you add in all the moments that have happened there. And especially, you know, the last few years and the whole, you know, national thing and all like, there's just something about the place that it's, there's just something special there. And I don't, I don't know that you'd want to ever mess with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great spot. It's a great spot. Uh, One thing I've also been thinking a lot about because we're, we're winding down and I guess it ties into the, the biomechanics thing. For some reason, I've been like, thinking about bring the biomechanics back. It's good work. (laughs) For some reason, I've been thinking about a lot recently, like, like life without JT, um, yeah. and how because like we we've been. Because, I mean, yeah, he's like thirty two year old, thirty three year old catcher. I mean, you know how long? He and got? we've been spoiled by having like thirty one, the best is, yeah. or one of the best at his position for the last like four years. And it's like I'm not ready for the usual drop off that comes. Well, especially because he might not have been the best in his position, but Chooch was super underrated. Like Chooch was a really good catcher and uh, and you know got you clutch hits and obviously was a great backstop and all that stuff and did everything you want to have a catcher. That it does feel like outside of you know a few years in there, it feels like we've kind of been spoiled at a position for a long time where it can be really ugly and and year to year like a lot of these guys. I mean. I mean, just the way JT hits, even when he gets cold, road JT, whatever. I mean, compared to most catchers, I mean, it's usually uh-huh. an automatic out for the most part, you know? So I, I, it's such a great point, Jack. I think for a long time, we have not, you know, like Andrew Knapp, the whole Knapp thing. We got so many, he was a backup catcher. Imagine your starting catcher being like Andrew Knapp-esque, because that's what some are, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Well, um, and the thing is, I got... I, I just have a feeling. I I don't think at the end of his contract, which is after next year, I I think he's gonna be back. Like I don't Whoa, think it's already the end of next year, Jack. Oh my 2025. god! Twenty twenty five. The pay JT thing feels like it was yesterday. Jesus. Yes. Wow. The okay. the, the the sign that the as, a, as if I could not feel older. Okay. Good. Cool. Yeah, he's got one year left. He got one more Time year left. Is JT. flying. But I don't. But I don't, I, I I think he's gonna be back. Like I, I think. Agree. I think they'll they'll resign him. Although he and will not be playing first base. No, like, he's like, aged well as a catcher in terms of at the athletics. And we talked about this back in the day when they signed him and all that. But like, he is a rare kind of case in that not only is he just extra athletic. Period. He's you know a great runner and all that stuff for a catcher. But he played shortstop and and other positions a lot of his career. He doesn't have the same like you know twenty years of squatting down or whatever mm-hmm. prior that a lot of people do. So you it wouldn't be shocking if he could last a little long. Well, and um, in reading the Gelb article, oh, that's a good piece of hitting by Casty. That's a good piece of hitting, Casty. <laughs> um, oh, he says they did a little change up on the outside ah. corner that he dumped over the shortstop. Regardless, by the way, Matt Strom looked great. Um, um, uh, oh, uh, reading the Gelb yeah. article, like he's very conscious about about, and he's like aggressive and not regressing. I guess if that's cool. <laughs> if that's the way that you can do it. So. Um, no, it's just like life without JT. You know, we've I've almost I feel like I've almost uh, 
I've appreciated JT, but it, it like it can go bad with the catching position. There's not many around the game that are as good as JT. So it's kind of um, a smaller, uh, uh, like obviously in terms of importance to the city and all, but like kind of a smaller version of the Jason Kelsey thing, where it's something you don't really just think about, like a position that seems like it's like all right, we're just set at this thing, and that's what we do. And then all of a sudden, Jason Kelsey's not going to be the center of the Eagles anymore. And it's like, oh, like well, that's not possible. Wow, we had that thing. Like, I feel like it's not the same level, obviously, but it's a similar type of thing with the catcher position and what JT has been in a way from from an yes. on the field perspective. Yeah. Um. So I think before the last podcast or, or or since the last podcast, it came out Middleton talking about how they offered Yamamoto the most of anyone else. And I do believe it was in the 330 range, um, which is hilarious. But I wonder if they were so aggressive in Yamamoto, probably knowing that they weren't getting him, uh, with the idea of next offseason being all in and maybe even going up to like $400 million, uh, for Sasaki, who yeah. I believe will be over next year. It would um, make sense who I think right now is a top five pitcher in the world. Well, you like, talked about it last time. Even when, when we were talking about trying to sign Yamamoto, you brought up Sasaki and you were like, listen, I love Yamamoto. I would sign him. Sasaki, dude. Like, dude I, just remember, I remember how excited you were about him. And that was what, you know, three, four months ago, you were talking about that. Oh, man. Schwarber almost had an infield single. That, uh, that we're getting to 250 one day at a time. One day at a time. Um, but, yeah, I, a part of me was wondering, okay, well, is this all laying the groundwork for Just show, show, hey, look, we are willing to pay for Japanese pitchers. We'll make you feel comfortable, whatever. Like, And by being up there, that's a fascinating – I mean, look, if they are – and it, look, I would believe it with Dombrowski, but Dave Dombrowski and John Mitter are playing 4D chess then, even if they don't get Sasaki, just to think that way, to say like, hey, maybe we get Yamamoto, maybe we don't, but like we're setting something up. That'd be really cool. Yeah, so that, that was uh, something I was thinking. Um, interesting seeing some of the clips of Griff McGarry's new windup. Um, it, it looks a, a lot tighter. You know, he I think he got away with... Uh, you know, being long in his mechanics, like he drops arm pretty far down. They really shortened it up. I the only concern I have with that is that it, it it takes a while for it to click. I think I don't think this is an overnight thing. So like I know Pavetta a couple of years ago, he tried to shorten it and it really just broke out last year. By the way, there are a, a, a lot of breakout Pavetta articles being written right now, and <laughs> I would are. just like to say you're five every, years too late. every year. Dude. Every year, <laughs> you're 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 late. You're late. Um. So it, it just it takes a little while when you shorten your arm path to get comfortable with it. I, they're already saying he might not pitch in Grapefruit League games, um, but just looking at the short mechanic, it it it's like and and he does not have the velocity. I'm not saying he's this guy, but it looks just like Spencer Strider. So mm-hmm. so <laughs> I'm excited about the Griff McGarry stuff. I want to see him in a game because um, I want to see what it looks like, but. Potentially back in on Griff McGarry. That so. was a real high hopes moment there. Thank you for you know. Yes. Okay, I thought I for a moment thought it was five years ago and we were talking about Nick Pavetta and Kurt Chilling and I just had a real flashback. But we're back and we're good now. So go ahead. We're good. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I, listen, I, all I said was that he's a splitter away from being Steven Strasburg. <laughs> you did. You sure did. And he's better than Steven Strasburg right now. So <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. So <laughs> so am I, Jack. So am I. <laughs> 
um yeah so uh very excited about the griff thing i'm excited to see mcable today i can't wait for that um but 10 10 000 at the at the home opener today wow I mean, really that's phenomenal wow dude it's really cool. people are excited for the fills and we, we talked about this Which like it's true they are they are so excited i thought people were going to be a little bit like hesitant to buy in Me too. i mean people are flocking to clear water fully in i mean the way the eagle season ended definitely like played a role but there is like almost no animosity or anger or whatever. Like it hurt, it sucked. We all remember it, but like I've carried none of it over. I am like as excited as I could possibly be for the fills, and I don't, you know, it doesn't hang over me at all. And I, I would have never guessed that, Jack. Yeah. Well, that actually does bring me to a, a thing I texted you last night and some other people about. Um, <laughs> it's wild for as backbreaking as the URL on Alvarez home run. Like, so last night, full disclosure, I watched one of the 2023 highlight films and it started yeah, with the, which with the I Alvarez. did. It's super fun. Yeah. It started, well, because I wasn't going to let you out old <laughs> like, 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 that's sickening if you're, if you are watching old highlights. And as soon out. as I texted you that I was watching the highlights, you had to watch it. Wasn't well, I was like, guess what I'm doing tonight? Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, the, the, the highlight that I watched, it started with the Alvarez home run. And again, I think that's only the third time I've seen it. Um, and in your just, book, freaking one of them. I was that was yeah. what I was not. It was like not expecting that at all. I was like, whoa, oh, oh. Anyway, go ahead. But for such a terrible moment, like it feels like it's never talked about. Like Ronde, it's never talked about. Like Joe Carter. It's I agree with about, you hundred percent. And it's and I think it's because we have just pretty much erased it from the Philadelphia sports memory yeah. bank. I think I think we've well, I think we've and it's also because game five. I think it's because and you put it out in the literally credit to you in the moment. You knew the Phillies lost the World Series in Game Five. It almost felt like the your the Alvarez homer was just like, yup. You know, it wasn't know, but like they were up. They were up. I know. Thing. Trust me, I know. I'm not trying to diminish it. I'm just trying to explain why. Because I'm right there with you. When I text you back, I'm like, I don't even think about it. I'm like, I don't even think about the Astros series. I just think about beating the Padres, and then I like kind of just blank out of what happened in 2022. And I, you know, it was so fun on the whole, the run itself. But you're right, like. Like it was, it was not exactly Joe Carter because you know it's only happened twice in baseball history. But like it was the same idea. Like the Phillies lost a World Series on a uh, a home run in Game Six, of the World Series, essentially lost the World Series there, and like we just never even like think about it. It's crazy. Yeah. Now I think I think I think if you rank, it's funny because you rank the heartbreak of that series. And I think the McCormick catch ranks no above the Alvarez. You know, I would, I would freaking put the the Reese freaking error above it. I would put the Brad Marsh at bat above it. Like Brad Marsh, interesting. What are we Brandon a hockey podcast? Oh. No, that's not on you. The camera did it the other day. The yeah, and Howard did it too. And I, it's a bad job by me, though. Not no excuses. No excuses. No, it's no. It's I mean, it's, it's definitely it's it's a bad all job. On you. Yeah, for sure. no, no excuses. Honestly, it's also I just watched Pulp Fiction, and I've been quoting the check out the big brain on Brad a lot, so I've got Brad in my head. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, oh, that uh, is la- a tasty burger. Last thing, last thing. Uh, I did appreciate you know Whit Merrifield and Colby Allard like immediately talking about how different the culture is here. Oh. Just makes you feel makes you feel warm inside. Makes I know. you feel warm. Inside. Well, I loved it. I mean, even before he got here, like what was on with the like the just the and I'm paraphrasing, but the quote where it's like, "I've been an all star. I've led the league in hits. I've blah blah blah. I've done all that. I want to come here to win, man. I want to be a part of this thing. It's like, bro. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes." <laughs> 
it is a shame that they're going to have to cut him for Kingery in <laughs> in June. But I love that you think they would cut him before Sosa. Strong, strong, good work. Thank you. No, no. Sosa's also Sosa's awesome, my guy. There are so well, many so of my Sosa, guys on this team. That was one of the fun ones. I forgot when I was watching the 2022 highlights was the the slide into home, the safe. Oh, the best. Like it's so great. It's so great. And real quick before we now just, it's only like, it's only taken back because we don't talk about that because of the the hop skip the Sosa like uh, the the Sammy Sosa like hop after in game six where it looked like he hit oh, 700 feet I know and it was caught that was ball. I mean that's like the all time I mean it was gone that was gone like it was gone 100 it was gone um one couple quick things uh, the the start Grand Slam we I don't think we talk about it enough as a moment because obviously you know it's just the first round and whatever but in terms of like like it wasn't the Reese bat spike it wasn't the Harper uh, you know Bedlam. But it might be the next loudest at any point either run. Like that, the mm. stock Grand Slam, just pure loudness, pure like eruption in the same. It was up there is the point. I got one that goes against that. The the Harper home run off of the Elder. Yeah. Yeah. The, the stare down. Yeah. The that's stare what you call. Yeah. You're I, think, right. I, think that, yep. I think that was louder than the Grand Slam. But either way, those were the two loudest of last year. Also, the, um, uh, you know, Wheeler, just to, I don't, we talk about it, but like, when you watch just the highlights and watch like the inning after and they just show like bang, bang, six, seven, and just like show like, and then you think about him coming in at the end and really like, it's just between him and Ranger too. But what he did, I just want to like one more time, just shout it out and be like, wow. And then one other good thing. And then one other weird thing. And then that's it on my thoughts, 2023. And then we're moving on. But, um, we don't, uh, Jeff Hoffman had one bad moment, one bad pitch, but otherwise like the dude was awesome. Like that moment against the Braves, and it was like, oh no, Jeff Hoffman. Jeff Hoffman was really good, and I'm excited to see what he does this year, essentially. I did throw a bad slider in game seven, but. Did he? Yes. Yes. Okay. I've blocked that out. I don't remember that. Yes, at all. I'm sure. You um, did. Also, he was, so, but yeah, Jeff Hoffman's great. It's just he. Him coming in in the third of game one against the uh, Braves with, with the masterclass by Rob Thompson was unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable splitter, but he did allow a back-breaking run. In okay, the, uh, so in I don't remember that. I trust yes. you. I, I've, I've blocked that out. Uh, and then the weirdest thing that we don't talk about, because we talk about the Kimbrough moves and the Kirkring moves and all, but the weirdest thing that I do think played a role when you look at it, at, you know, how he pitched in the next two games, bringing Kirkring in in the 10 nothing game to pitch the ninth, really weird move. Like, and I don't... Like and he was flat the next two outings and he used him overused him and it just in the moment it was like I, I, like I guess experience whatever but like he's already gotten playoff experience like why is Kirkring in this game right now it felt weird in the moment and then the way his postseason finished out like he probably would have it probably would happen anyway but it just in hindsight it was a moment that felt weird in the moment that we never talk about but like now especially after he fell apart after that like it just was like. Why? Like, why was he pitching in a ten nothing game in that spot? Well, should have been like Lorenzo. Or... Like, it was so exactly. It was just so weird in the moment. I had forgotten about it and everything that happened. It's just a weird one that I we don't. Yeah, mention. I mean, maybe he just wanted him to get it. Uh, I know. Out, uh, I'm sure it's what it is, but like the way it played out, like I don't know. It just felt weird. Anyway, that's all. I got. Um, actually, no. I'm actually glad you brought that up. I meant to put it in my uh, in my take bag. We talk all the time, and this is the, my. Promise my final thing. Um, although Hoffman's hitting ninety six, did right end now, up so. going an hour, so it did, yes. we did it somehow. Um, you know, we always talk about 
guys coming in new teams and sometimes it takes a little bit to adjust and um you know it, and you maybe you see the real them in year two i think people wrote off Gregory Soto a little bit too much. Oh, and, I love this call. And Dombrowski keeps bringing him up. Whenever they talk about closer, he's like, he's like, by the way, guys, Soto's had a 30-save season. Like, he's done it before. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Well, especially with what they got out of Alvarado after that. Um, you know, after the first year. God, mm-hmm. I love Jeff. Well, Hoffman. and especially I when you look at Jeff Soto's Hoffman. numbers where it's like, it really was a few bad outings. And it really was like, especially against lefties, he was really, really good. Like, there are things that you can look at in Soto's year and be like, I think that you know, if he's used in the right situations, if he doesn't have a couple bad outings, I think his numbers could look so much better. You know? Yeah. Also, I think Turner's using a smaller glove, which should help oh, him defensively. Buddy, so. let's go. Yep, yep, yep. Uh all right. oh man. I think Jeff Hoffman just got taken like seven hundred feet to right. Well that's oh, it's, called by Ca- it's called by Cassianos. We're good. We're back. Everything's fine. Jeff Hoffman's not done. A one, two, three inning. What a beautiful day. Uh I love this podcast. I was so excited to record. And uh man. This is great. I did not expect this to go an hour, but I should always expect it. It's a beautiful thing. Always expect to go an hour. All right, we'll be stuff. back later in the week. Uh we'll figure it out whenever. But um I'm pumped, man. And maybe we got some news coming up later to announce that could be fun for stuff we'll be doing. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so we'll get there. Big stuff. All right. Big stuff. Big, big, big fun stuff. Freaking fun awesome stuff. stuff. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk about it later. Um, I'm so happy they're back, man. Like, I, this is to our point before, this is about as much as I've needed baseball in, you know, on February 25th and in recent years, as I remember. And we're officially 32 days from opening day. Let's go, buddy. Let's go. All right. Uh, We'll be back later in the week. Until then, he's Fritz and Seltzer.